Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm joined today by Morgana Ray. So Morgana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Morgana is a best-selling international author, mentor, and coach, and is regarded to be the world's leading relationship with money coach. So Morgana, I'm fascinated to know more, and I know my listeners will be as well. So please share with us your story to where you are today, and together with your financial alchemy approach to wealth, and how this program helps people change their lives and get the fantastic results that they do. Oh, thank you. Um, And by the way, I just want to say going in, my intention for our time together is to create as much positive change with our audience, our listeners and viewers as possible in this little short bit of time. So the joke, it's like the cosmic joke that I am a money coach is that I never planned on it. Yeah, It was never my primary interest. Yeah. I was really uh, impressively bad at making money. Like we're talking uh, Ivy League education, loads of celebrity clients, great at marketing the website, the tagline, all, all the businessy things you're supposed to have. And I was still struggling to make $100 a month living in Los Angeles, which is maybe not quite as expensive as London, but yeah. pretty damn close. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not like you coming in with all of this investment expertise or maybe this desire to focus on money, but it was because I failed at everybody else's excellent programs. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm a good student. Like even, even with a head injury, I graduated as a national merit scholar. So I'm like really good at studying and implementing. And, and for every teacher and adult who ever told me, get good grades, do what you're supposed to do, and you'll be set, lies. I'm like living proof that you can do everything right and get really bad results. And now I know why. And that's what I'll share with you is you can do everything right consciously. Yeah. But if, and this is where all the results happen, is below your conscious awareness. So it's not your fault because you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. But if on some below conscious level, you are protecting yourself from what you're pursuing, whether it is money, fame, love, some kind of health goal, whatever. If you're like applying yourself for a period of time, and your results don't make sense, you are not getting the results that you deserve for the, you know, sustained applied effort, we need to find out what is going on inside of you to protect you from what you want. And when I say you, I was my first client, because I was taking, I was 
acing. Like I had half a dozen certifications. I had mountains of testimonials. Uh, I had people who wanted to hire me. That's the awful thing. And I was taking, I kept just, I kept getting more certifications thinking that would solve the problem. I would take more classes on marketing. I would take classes on sales and overcoming sales objections, thinking that would be the Holy Grail. I love talking Holy Grail because my name is Morgana. (laughs) And none of it, none of it was powerful enough to overcome my own inherent superhuman powers of money repulsion. And I can joke about it now, but it's terrifying when you are throwing money at classes and programs and professionals and coaches doing everything they tell you to do and they make all these promises and none of it comes true. And the, and the, you, what the unifying thing is me Yeah. and it doesn't make sense. And I ran out of hope. I've seen this happening so many times in the UK where people are course junkies uh, for want of a better phrase and then they still, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm guilty to some extent of that as well. And you're still not getting any further. Actually, it makes you feel worse because you expect, as you say, the courses, you, the, the next course you're on to be the answer. That's our final piece of the jigsaw piece. And it's not. So I said, it's and you're going inside. there with yeah. such, such hope. Yes. And I'm, and I'm the kind of person who doesn't leave it at the course, but actually did the work. Yeah. So that's where I began. Okay. And so I was doing all the practical stuff. And then I was like, I had the vision board. I had, you know, the mantras and, and affirmations. And because yeah. I live in Southern California, which is kind of the woo capital of the universe. I had like all these friends who were doing all sorts of weird stuff on me, right? To like erase ancestral things and change my DNA and like, you know, whatever, because I was just desperate for any kind of solution. And so here's where it pivoted. And this is the root of what I do with others based on my own experience after failing at everything else. And by the way, if you're a person who is failing at everybody else's stuff, I actually think that maybe it's because you've been chosen to birth something new and work it out yourself. So if you're that person, you know, just keep going. But I think for me, I, I wasn't supposed to, get the results with the other stuff because I needed something different. And it, you know, that, that worst thing turns into a gift, which is kind of my philosophy on life. And while like why I call my work alchemy, because alchemy is the transmutation, transmutation of lead, lead in human experience into gold, spiritual and material. So where I have a lot of law of attraction friends, I'm, I'm buddies with half the stars of the movie, The Secret. Law of attraction and that only think positive thoughts or, you know, sit on your couch and imagine yeah. a pot of gold. None of that works for me. Yeah. And I don't teach that. And by the way, if, if it works for you, tune out right now, do whatever <laughs> works for you. But here's what I do instead, which actually turns out has a lot of backing in neuroscience because one of my clients turned out to be a neuroscientist. So she would just like send me articles. This is why your stuff works. So because I was in such a really dark, despairing place, 
that was a very good place to begin. Because when you... But don't you think that often is... That actually, if you like... Uh, gives birth to some of the best ideas, some of the best inventions. It's it's where often that things are created from the depths of despair or the lowest point. Something positive, something great comes out of these points. That I- is the magic of polarity. It's really, really harder. I will never say impossible, but it's more heavy lifting to create dramatic change when you're content absolutely, or, or just, or when it's just good enough, you, if the more motivation you have, the more energy you have to make a really dramatic change. For one thing, it's lighting up all your neurology. I was going to, you know, do, I'm going to geek out a little bit on neuroscience Um, where it's just like firing all of your connections. And when you wanna make a change, having like a really intense experience lets you rewire your brain, which is why if you like have a, uh, th- this, is, this is why gambling works. Somebody has one win and yeah. it rewires their body and they're hooked. Or conversely, you have a really, ooh, spider, I'm never going to that restaurant again. You know, you just have that intense experience and it just, it does not take 20, 30, whatever days to change a habit. It takes one moment of intensity, Uh, change. Most of our phobias come from is those early experiences and it's with you for the rest of your life. Which, by the way, you can reverse. You yes. can totally reverse. Hallelujah. Yes. I love interchange because it just doesn't take a lot of time. Outer change, like building houses, losing weight. That can, you know, physical matter uh, can take longer. But even that, it's really interesting how the out world, outer world can change, almost like it's building up, <laughs> waiting for you to change inside. So... For me, I was in this really dark, despairing, get me off the planet. I give up. I just don't know anymore. I don't know what to do. And I don't want to be here place, which I'm speaking lightly of it. But if you've ever been there, you know, I'm really talking about a a dangerous place, a dangerous place. And I and I know what that's like. And I was actually it was one critical moment where I had taken that class on overcoming sales objections and I'm the good student. So like seven people in a row wanted to, wanted to hire me because I had a really great reputation, especially in the entertainment industry. And, and I overcame their objections, like money, time, whatever it was. And then seven people in a row didn't show up and didn't pay me. And that was like, that was the moment that it was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I don't know what to do anymore. And I, I was in a little tiny one bedroom apartment and I just pulled the blackout drapes to crypt out my little room, got on the bed, looked at the ceiling and just started to scream and cry. And I just, I hated the universe. I felt like the unloved stepchild and I cried myself out until it's like sinking to the bottom of the pool is where you find the leverage. I had this moment of thinking, well, for me, maybe my next area of spiritual growth needs to be money. Doesn't have that, by the way, that doesn't have to be you. It's just coming from Southern California or my background is like spirituality is way more comfortable. Okay. 
than asking to be paid. So I thought, well, if I move this uncomfortable piece into this comfortable piece, maybe then I can work it out. That was the first thought. The second thought was more interesting, which is I got really curious about what was going on inside of me that couldn't be with money because I'd never had that thought before. And it was really quickly that things changed after that. I had my next session with my coach after that who great coach, I'd been working with him for months and months and nothing was changing because I would do what I was told mm -hmm. and it didn't matter. But on this call, he had some weird, inspired impulse from who knows where and asked me this really weird question, which is where you should be leaning in right now. He asked me. Yes, go on. Yes. If your money was a person, who would your money be? Okay. And this is where it became really, really useful that I was in such a black, I don't want to be a live place. Because as soon as he asked me that question, I saw, I saw who my money was. And I never knew that my experience, my relationship with money was as, as if money was this big, scary, dirty, violent biker dude who caused fights and terrified me. Nothing where, wrong with biker dudes. But where one. did this come from? Where, how, was, how was that sort of uh, manifest itself? No, where did it originate from, that sort of scary sort of image you have? Well, to reverse engineer it, yeah. and I'll get into that All right. uh, when I go through the steps, that it was a biker who knows. I have no problem with, it is just how he showed up, but it was, listen to the words, big, mm. dirty, scary, violent, terrifying. Yeah. And I didn't know that I felt that way about money until I saw it as a person and not a good person. Okay. A person I could not be with. And suddenly it made sense that no matter all the right things that I was doing, every cell of my being was existing to protect me. Yes. And in that moment to protect me from well, this money away. guy. Yeah. yeah. And I, and that, and the subconscious will always win. So we have to get them both on the same team because the subconscious always wins. So the way to get them on the same team is to find out what's going on subconsciously that you don't know about. And, and that's the key is the root of your money obstacle mm -hmm. or your love obstacle or your health obstacle. Yeah, I like to focus too. on money Yeah, uh, is never what you think it is. Cause if you knew what it was, you would have fixed it long ago. So I had this biker. It was clear as day that there was just no way that I could have money in my life if it was this biker. So we had to break up. If you've ever had a bad relationship that you ended, that, that's a really good life skill right now. <laughs> um, although I, I don't leave it at breakup anymore. And I'll go into that too, uh, which created a new problem because I just gotten, I just booted like my only relationship with money and I live in Los Angeles, right? Yep. And I didn't want the biker to come back. So it was like, I've got this empty space. I could feel, oh my God, this is so weird. It's gone. It's empty. The biker, it's not there. Now what? And I, and it, it just occurred to me, I need to replace him like now 
because I need to have money in my life and I don't want him to come back. So I thought to myself, and also, yay you, if you've ever had a really bad relationship and if you haven't, watch a movie. Um, when you've had a really bad relationship, you don't want that. You t- no, you don't want to go ex- through that again. Jeez. Right. Yeah. My experience of money was all about not being good enough. There was just so much shame and 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 aggravation and and sadness. And it just felt like I had been in an abusive relationship for decades and decades. So I really didn't, I wasn't in a hurry to get back into that. So I had to think to myself, well, who could I want in my life so much that I could want this person, even if it was money. And I was really lucky because I'm usually a terrible visualizer. I'm the person, if I'm listening to like a meditation tape and it says, now you're sitting by a river, I will spend the rest of the meditation trying to decide which river. Okay. So, but in this instance, I asked myself that question and I saw this new guy. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a guy for you. But uh, for me, it was this tall, dark, handsome, romantic, clean cut, really safe, really kind really cute guy in a tuxedo holding a bouquet of red flowers who loved me and wanted to woo me. And my reaction was, this is weird. Money wanting to woo me is just not anything that had ever occurred to me before, but I could feel like he had been there for years trying to get to me and I kept pushing him away. Treating him like he was a monster. And I also got in that moment that I was the gatekeeper. And that's the difference between a money monster and a money honey. The monster, it feels like it has all the power. When you're in a partnership with the money that wants to be with you, you have all the power. Correct. Because you have the body. Yes. So I asked him what he needed from me so he could be with me. And again, that's the kind of question that puts the power and the responsibility back on me because we want the power and the responsibility. Uh, And he and the great thing when you ask a question, especially when the person, the imaginary person you're asking feels really super real, you get a response. So I asked him, what do you need from me so you can be with me and stay with me? And he said, I need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. That was our first conversation. How long ago was this, by the way? March 2003. Right. Oh, so it's that clear in terms of your, your memory. Okay. Well, because some things happened really quickly right after yeah. that, which helps anchor when it happened, because yeah. I'm terrible with dates. Uh, but when like a really dramatic experience happens, it tends to like burn when it happened, yeah. like into your consciousness. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like, okay. How do I, yeah, okay, you're lovable, you're trustworthy, you're kind, you share my values, you want to be good, you want to change the world for the better with me, okay, I'm on board for that, I'm going to stop being Miss Jerkface in the relationship now, and how do I stop treating you like a monster? Well, every time people would show up wanting to hire me and ask me what I charged, or sometimes they'd say, how do you work? It took me forever to figure out that's like, what do you charge? (laughs) Um, And uh, 
instead of going, Ew, I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm charging money to help people. <laughs> I was a scary monster. Instead, I would come from this feeling of love, like what a beautiful person he is. This is my fee. And so I made a commitment that next time he brought me a gift, which usually looked like a potential client, I would say, thank you. And the next day, four people showed up and hired me for double what I'd ever charged before. Really? So how did you, how did you double that fee? Did they, they volunteer what they they wanted you to pay or did you? No, I just knew that I was undercharging Right. and I was still undercharging, but it was a stretch for me. And you find out what your fee is by what people will pay you. Uh, exactly. And it was, yeah, yeah. No. So I just tried a different number because I knew my money, honey, and I knew that that was more respectful to him. Yeah. Uh, especially given results that I already was giving, it was still ridiculously undercharging, but it was terrifying to me. So I just put the number out there. And, and in all honesty, it was uncomfortable as heck to just state my fee and then be quiet. You can probably tell yeah. being quiet is not, you know, at the top of my skill set. Did you want a course for that? <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> well, but here's what I have figured out over time is that when they get silent on the other end, they're just figuring out, oh, the money will come from this account or that, or I can make this work. Uh, but I just, it, it, there's, there's a real respect for another person in just saying, this is what I charge. Yeah. Yeah. And respect and for yourself as well. So. Re- well, respect for other people is not because I, yeah, respect for myself. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but given my mental makeup and being a habitual rescuer, which is also not good for people is to be an effective coach, first, I have to believe in the person that I'm coaching. I have to believe that they're capable. Yeah. And I have to believe that they're an adult and I have to treat them that way or they are not going to get good results. So part of that is saying, this is what I charge. And then letting them make a decision like an adult. And sometimes like one of, and I was just sending out an email about her this morning. One of my favorite clients of all time. Her name is Athena. I love that. The God, this goddess yeah. name. When she first came to me and I think it was 2008, her situation was so dramatic. I was like, ah, I can't take any money from this person. And even listen to that language. Like I'm taking, no, she's giving and I'm accepting, but she wanted to hire me. And I was like, freaked out because of the drama for circumstances. But I heard this little voice say, be quiet, treat her like an adult, let her make her own decision. So I let her hire me. I coached her. And within a very few number of months, she was out of debt and making tens of thousands of dollars a month that she wasn't before. And all these years later, she's still doing amazing. So you, you just, sometimes you have to let people be their own, make that decision. It's never, it's never my call to make whether somebody can afford me or not. It's not my business. And at the same time, I'm not here to force or cajole or manipulate anybody into anything that isn't right for them. 
So that's just, you know, years of doing this later. But in that moment, you know, within 24 hours, four people charged, paid me double what I'd ever charged before. And clients just kept coming and coming until I was raising my rates, having waiting lists, starting group yeah. programs. And I've gone from the struggling to make $100 a month to having made millions of dollars since then. So the next challenge was how did I make it work for others? Because yeah. I, I wasn't marketing it. How are we doing on time? Yeah, I'm fine. So it's, I think it'd be great to share, obviously, the steps that you go through with each of the clients. Yeah. You and uh, I, same page. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I first, I wasn't marketing anything money related yeah. for years. I, but I was getting all these clients and, yeah. and clients being human, they had money issues because money is the number one excuse human, being, human beings give for what they can't have, do or be. Yeah. Including clients with millions, tens of millions and billions of dollars, still drama. You know that. Yeah, yeah. It's That's your business. Because, because you have money doesn't mean you haven't got issues or problems. Uh, Fear. Like everybody else. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, yeah. It just means that you're just a little bit more comfortable in the bank. Or more to lose. Or more to lose. Yeah, more. Yeah, there's more fear factors there as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it gets it, it gets in the way of relationships if you don't change your relationship. So, so I've worked on like all the, all the spectrums. Uh, so here's what I learned because when I first started trying to coach clients, it, nothing was happening. It was like, and I had to figure out, and I was like, but, 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 but <laughs> it worked for me. What is missing? And here's what I found needs to happen. And I broke it down into six steps. You can't just think, oh, money's cute. Is a cute guy. And presto, you're showered with, you know, everything you, you know, the world's abundance. However, if that works for you, again, do whatever works. I've never seen it work that way. So it's, it's a, it's, I call it alchemy. Yeah. The, because you have to go through the monster first. It's sort of the portal that creates the momentum. It's like a slingshot that creates the tension, the pull, the, the energy to catapult you into a real changed state that sticks so that you make better choices and you attract more of what you want. Mm -hmm. When we make choices based on fear, the limbic brain, yeah. some people call it the reptile brain. Yeah. We make very short-term decisions that tend to have unintended consequences yeah. that we don't want. Usually when we feel relaxed, safe, and loved, then the frontal lobe, the genius zone, the problem solving, the creative part that wakes up and we are different and we show up differently and we make way better decisions and we see opportunities where we used to only see chaos. So here's how to get there. First, you go into the chaos. You, and this is the hardest part for me is taking off that hat of compartmentalizing, minimizing, adjusting, like the stuff that has kept us alive all these decades of, of 
It's not so bad. <laughs> we just, we want to, we want to set all that aside. Temporarily, you will get it back. And we want to sort of put on our victim hat. It's mm-hmm. very useful. Any horrible experience you've already had, we want to milk it. We want to oh, take it okay. to the bank. Yeah. You've already, you, you've already paid the price of admission. Now we want to use it, use it for whatever we can get out of it. So anything that has ever made you feel unloved, yeah. unsafe, or unworthy. Okay. And here's why. Because money is this human invention. It's like totally imaginary. It is real, but it's also 100% fabricated imagination that one purse is worth more than another purse when they're just bags. It's imagination. It's a shared delusion that we all agree on, but it's made up. The reason it's so sticky, messy, challenging is because what it represents is so real and universal, which is it represents love. Yeah. Are we loved? It represents value. Are we valued? Are we worthy? Are we wanted? And it represents safety. Do Do I even get to exist? Do I get to eat? Do I get medical care? Do I get shelter? Do I matter enough to exist? He like the huge existential vulnerabilities of being a human being. It's all shows up in money because that's what money represents. So the root cause of your money challenges is not your money story because that's, that's still the symptom. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the love, the worthiness and the safety underneath. So anything that has ever made you feel unloved, unworthy or unsafe, especially if it doesn't look like it has to do with money. Okay. Accidents, illnesses, eating disorders, broken hearts, mean parents or teachers or kids who teased you like go off topic and look for where the pain is. Find the energy, find that thing that you didn't think mattered. That is like, whoa. And you just, it's, you want to be the barrister in the court of existence, building a case against existence right now until you get, are you fancy word barrister? Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. Um, To just get enough critical mass. You do not have to get everything. You don't have to remember everything, but you want to go deep Okay. because you have to go deep enough Yeah, yeah. for it to work. That, that gut feeling effectively, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, extra points if you cry, <laughs> but not, but, but I don't want you to go so far that you dissociate because then, yeah. then you cut off the feelings and you cut off the energy, but you yeah. want to like light up the, Dang, this planet sucks. Climate catastrophe, human trafficking, animals being abused, you know, injustice, uh, anything in your ancestral history. I had a client who was Armenian. So we use the Armenian Holocaust, you know, use it all and everything personal. Because we want to make it really personal. That's step number one. Okay. 
Because then what we're going to do is we're going to do what sort of happened for me per, spontaneously is what if this root cause was a person? What if all these terrible things were yeah. orchestrated by a single entity who was targeting you specifically? Just imagine that. Let's pretend. Yeah. Let's pretend because again, money is pretend. Let's yeah. pretend that there is like a person who has not just in your life, but maybe messed up your parents and your grandparents just to get at you. Yeah. And it's going to go after your kids next if you yeah. don't change this. And you want this person to feel real and all bad. So it cannot be you and it cannot be your parents because in step number three, we have a decision to make. Only one of you gets to survive. The purpose of the monster Demo. is... Yeah. What, what, my, my, uh, my mother loved the show, The Highlander, back in the 80s. Yeah, there can only yeah, be one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's all I didn't watch the show but I remember it had like a lot of queen music that's, and yeah that's a strap line we all know um, <laughs> it's almost as good as you as where I track money like a lover so I love that oh my God. But but yeah. first we have to get rid of the bad guy because the bed is not big enough for the three of you okay so we have to get rid of the monster and that's why it's not your parents and it's not you because even though I've had clients who had unbelievably monstrous parents. Uh, obviously not all of them, but I've yeah. had a client here or there where it's like really bad stuff. And we don't, the monster is all bad. So if your parents gave you life or if you they were adopted, will, they yeah. kept you alive. Yeah. They're not all bad and they're real. Yeah. And in step number three, we want to obliterate, annihilate, destroy the right. monster. And since I'm not encouraging anybody to commit actual murder, <laughs> let's let's make it easier. <laughs> right. But now it can be a real historical character, but yeah. it just let's not make it somebody yeah. in your life day to day. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, it's I know that there there is a program that has a process somewhat similar to mine in some respects, totally not related to what I do, where they actually have you pretend to kill your parents. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Walk. That could be very dangerous. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, I, you know, let's make it, you know, the monster that manipulated your parents. It's yeah, okay. bigger than your parents. The, the bully in the school. Let's do over that one. Yeah, the bully in the school, I think. Or the or the slave master or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Mussolini, you know, just you okay. pick your poison. The thing is you, that now, now you just get rid of it. And because this is imagination, you can use any imaginary weapon at your disposal. Okay. So, you know, blow it up. Make sure to not leave any bloody bits that can reconstitute into like a okay. money monster zombie it's yeah. gone 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 and it's completely binary because when you're done you'll feel whoa whoa this is gone and i've never felt its absence before and that can feel really light and expansive and powerful i've i've coached like clients on the other side of the planet who say, well, the sun just came out. 
which is always really, really fun when something like that happens. Uh, but it can also, for some people, it's like, whoa, this feels scary and unfamiliar. And that's good, too. We're just looking for difference. That's step number three. Okay. Obliterate the monster by any means necessary. Step number four, now you meet the money honey. Okay. This is the lover. Uh, by the way, I didn't get to love her right away. Like mine was a cute guy. I think that there's a real power in the lover archetype because it's delicious and yeah. it's yummy and you're equals. Yeah. And if you come from a background where you've never experienced safe love, yeah. this changes that blueprint inside of you so that you can. All right. And if you come from such trauma that you can't even go there, that's okay. Don't go there yet. The whole point is this new relationship is safe. Yeah. One of one of my mantras is change happens at the speed of safety. Yeah. So this this new person is safe, loves you, respects your boundaries, is on your team and adores you more than anybody in the world and chooses you. And that that is the definition of your money, honey. Okay, makes sense. Now that you've got a person, now you get to have a conversation. That's step number five. Uh, I, there are lots of conversations you can have. I like as your first one, the first one that I had, which is what do you need from me so you can stay with me? Which is a totally different question than what do you need from me so you can love me? This yeah. is a really important distinction because I get yeah. emails all the time. Yeah. You get it from people who get it confused. Your money, honey, already loves you. Yeah. If that isn't present, you just have another monster. Now you know how to get rid of a yeah. monster. Do it again. Yeah. Until you have a money, honey, who loves you, who you can feel safe with, who you want to be with. Not because it's money, but because it's a lovable person worthy of your deep, deepest admiration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. That makes but the, the step so far, again, obviously they lead into the, you know, ultimately to the last one, but there is a very much of a logic behind this, which I didn't think there was when we first started, but there clearly is. Oh, people, people who don't actually hear me get lots of weird ideas about yeah. me. And I'm, I'm very, I'm a national, what is national merit scholar science and math with a religion degree you know right, okay. so <laughs> um so we have that conversation yeah and you get an answer my experience is answers can come so quick and quiet that i can pretend i didn't hear it we all get information differently so i might just know it or hear it some yeah. people may see it yeah uh a really, I think, great tool is to write it out because then you are getting your information visually and kinesthetically, yeah, yeah, which means yeah, through your body. Yeah. And then you want to cap it off with step number six is concrete measurable action because it isn't okay. real until it's in your body and it's in the world. And we want money. We want to see real concrete measurable results. What I love about coaching money is we can measure it easily it's like there's if money comes in that's not subjective so we want to make it we want to let you know that your relationship has changed so what you do now is now that you know how to have a conversation with your money honey 
you agree upon some concrete measurable action that you're going to take to let your money honey and you know that this relationship has changed. Okay. Now, it may look money related, like balance your checkbook. Stop not looking at money like money is a monster, like balance your checkbook. Do your taxes. Boy, is that going to release a lot of energy. But very, very often, it doesn't look like it has anything to do with money because money is sort of a microcosm of everything else. So they're all related. So I have so many examples of um, like, oh, one of my favorite is a woman named Lynn Swanson. And you can see her story and her words on my blog at MarganaRay.com under it's uh, the blog post, John Travolta loves you because she slayed her monster and her her honey showed up. Yeah, that's a honey money. Right. Honey, honey, yeah. Her money, honey showed up looking like John Travolta in the white suit from Saturday Night Fever, which she thought is ridiculous. (laughs) So she kept trying to put him in other clothes, but he kept popping back in the white suit. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, my God, she's got it. He's so real. He has his own personality and he has a sense of humor. So they decide what she's going, what he wants her to do. And the way you do that is you just throw out ideas and you see how, how your honey reacts. It's going to be like, uh, well, that's okay more or yeah, you know, and you just, you just follow the energy. You either, you feel it or you see it. It just doesn't matter which way you just know, okay, this is what we're doing. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And so her situation was she had a, so much debt that she wasn't even, she had all these clients who hadn't paid her. And so she wasn't going to be able to make payroll that week. So she was completely freaked out because it's one thing to let yourself down. It's even worse when other people are depending on you. Yeah. Um, that's when the shame builds up and multiplies. So she came and brought that to this money monster like it was really easy for her to access all of this insecurity slay the monster meet the money honey and her money honey's action like the solution to the problem the action was i want you to transfer money from this bank account to another which by the way between you and me does nothing to change her situation but it was just really clear so she agreed to do it and she did it. And this is this is probably the most important piece is doing it. Yes. Because action. to you can't trust money if you don't trust yourself. No. Nope. Because it's really all about your relationship with yourself. The whole relationship with money is about your relationship with yourself. So I have a lot of stories of people putting it off, putting it off, nothing changed until the day they took the action went skating, took that walk and boom, that's when they got the clients. That's when they got the money. Uh, So she uh, did the transfer, jumped in the car, turned on the radio and the Bee Gees were playing, which is, you know, Saturday night favorite kind of theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a, she had a little chuckle at that. And on her way back to the office, she stopped to pick up coffee for everybody. And she's standing in line, checking her smartphone like we all do now. We do, yes. And she discovered she had an email 
from a client who had been invoiced that day. Meanwhile, all these other clients for weeks hadn't been paying their bills. This client was invoiced that day, emailed immediately back that he was wiring the full amount that day, big five-figure amount that would cover the debt, cover the payroll, and have some leftover. And she looked at the difference in the timestamp. And it was a difference between making the deposit and the email from the client, two minutes. Really? Okay. So she tells it better, but this is, this is what I remember. And so the final piece is action, whatever it is. And you can't go into any of this with the demand that if I do this, something's going to happen because then you're suddenly back in a money monster relationship. Yeah. Where money has all the power. Mm-hmm. Like I can never promise or know exactly what's going to happen or when or by how much. I just can't. I would be such a scam artist if, yeah. I, if I claimed any of that nonsense. So I don't. I've just seen it. Ha- this stuff happen over and over again. And it starts on the inside. It's very easy to think you have a great relationship with money when you have tons in the bank. But when you can feel safe and resourceful, even when things are dramatic, that is, that's really when you get to test your relationship with money. I believe money is almost like a, a spiritual teacher that gets your attention for your own evolution and your own empowerment, but it's going to get your attention. So that you can make the shift so that you can be more resourceful, more creative, more powerful than you were before. And it starts by now that you've got this new money, honey, you can take a look at your situation, whatever your situation is. And I like to say, try cuddling on the couch together and look at it as a couple. And now look at all of this drama through the eyes of your money, honey, who's not frightened of any of it. And doesn't have your neurosis. And what does your money, honey, see that you didn't see before? And that's how things start to change. And then you just want to stay in relationship daily. That's, that's why I wrote my book, Financial Alchemy. The first part is book content. And then it's just <coughs> daily practice to keep the relationship on track. Because it is a dynamic relationship. This isn't like a silver bullet, abracadabra, poof. It's sure. ever evolving. It's right. going to be ever evolving. Just like a marriage. Yeah. It's a relationship between you and uh, said you uh, money, honey. I think that the, the, the better that relationship uh, evolves, the better the relationship you're going to have with money. And your life uh, becomes yeah. so much better. Well, you just nailed it. Yeah. It's really, really your relationship with life. Yeah. I just call it money because money is that area of life that needs my love and healing, but it doesn't stop there because it ripples out into everything else. Like life does into your love relationships, your family relationships, your health. I just saw an email from a client that I forgot that her eczema cleared up after doing this. Um, Another, her eating disorder for 12 years, the doctor's said that her her vitals were so bad she shouldn't be alive and nothing worked but the stuff that went into her money monster was the same stuff that went into the fear and self-loathing of her eating disorder so slang one 
slate all of it. Mm. Yeah, and I, 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 th- I think it's like, it's like a rotunda. You, you know, we have challenges yeah. with money and, and love and health and whatever, but they all go into the same <clears throat> room, which is our relationship with life. Yeah. And my pain door is just money. Yeah, and you can, you can take this approach in any aspect of your life. Although you obviously you are focused on money, I think what I like about this is that you can take that same approach with other uh, problems that's occurring in your life, and you can you can solve that problem and enrich your life and make it that so much better. I don't always share that, but um, or share this. What I'm about to share is that nine years later, uh, I did the same process on my relationship with love because I was doing all these speaking gigs and hearing myself talk about if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and you aren't getting the results you want, you're protecting yourself from something. And I was like, oh, that sounds like my dating experience. Oh, so I did a love monster and slayed my love monster and met my husband two months later. And I, ne- I have this new theory, it's like maybe a week old, that not only are we like protecting ourselves from stuff, but it's like if money wants to come in or love wants to come in and you've been putting up the walls for a yeah. really long amount of time, yeah. it just builds up, builds up, builds up. So when I finally opened the door to love, I ended up with a husband who came up with the idea of, and I had never been married before. But we got married when I was 47 years old for the first time in my life. And not only did, and that was like bucket list complete. (laughs) But then he came up with the idea, well, let's get married a hundred times in a hundred countries. So it was like, whoa, like abundance of love. And it isn't even about the weddings. It's about let's keep choosing each other in exotic destinations and experiencing love in different cultures around the world and keep pausing our lives to carve time out to say you are sacred and you are you are the center of my life which is way more than i bargained for yeah and sometimes you can steal uh, that too yeah beware of what you uh, wish for because it can often come true especially if you've got um your money honey or whatever honey you've got an issue with so organa this has been fascinating so you've clearly helped what probably thousands of people over the years i'm sure you have so if people want you to work with you how do they get in touch with you just go to morganaray.com it's the name on the screen one word.com okay and uh lots of ways to work with me you can start with self-study if you want to work with me directly yeah uh just click on the menu i think it's called programs and coaching something like that and and fill out an application yeah and because i before we speak i want to i want to know about you and kind of get a feeling for if i can help you okay just fill out a free application and if i feel like um i can help you then I will get right back to you and we will set up a time to talk about what you want to change yeah. and what that would look like. Okay, great. And your book, I'm assuming that's on Amazon uh, as well? 
Amazon, number one mover and shaker in all categories in the United States, number one in, I think, two categories in the United Kingdom, number one in Canada, number one in Germany, and also a bestseller in France and Italy. Do you want to repeat the title again? Just Special Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. A very woo-woo title. Uh, with real-world tangible results. I'm looking at some of the uh, the reviews, and you've had some fantastic reviews on this. So uh, I would suggest anybody who's uh, interested in uh, knowing more that uh, they start with by reading your book. Um, it's a, oh, by it's a great place to start. Yeah. One of one of my favorite clients had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month. Well, I have Just, to read after read the book. You well, the book is it's a hybrid of a book and a self-coaching system. So she okay. was doing the self, she she was already into it, yeah, and just doing the daily practices. And she so she had that sale, that quarter of a million dollar sales month before she hired me. Wonderful. So that that's why I love to like give away everything I can because. First of all, the the more people who have a happy relationship with money, the happier planet Earth will be. Yeah. And people who have good results make great clients. Yeah. And they make good referrers to other people. That too. Um, We're coming towards the end. And I like to ask this question of all of my guests. Uh, And that question is, what does wealth mean to you? I'm going to answer it in two parts. Okay. Okay. For me, financial wealth is enough money to be free, to focus entirely on love and a great lifestyle and legacy. Because those those are the three things that I think make human beings happy. And when when we are happy with our lives and we feel loved, then all there is left to do is help others. So that's one of my working definitions of wealth. Okay. Coming through this pandemic experience, I've really felt deeply that if I have a home and I have health and I have love, that I am wealthy beyond measure. Like, and and that's what I wish for everybody on earth. And that is what uh, you are doing with your program. Absolutely. That is the goal. Morgana, it's been absolutely uh, fascinating to uh, talk to you today. Uh, I've actually learned quite a lot of new things um, and things I never thought we would discuss today. And so I'm pleasantly surprised that um, what we've talked about today is um, is able to help so many different people in probably ways they never realized. And certainly your, your approach to doing things uh, they wouldn't have thought of. My request is if anything interesting happens, yeah. that you shoot me a note at morganaray.com. Yeah, There's good. a little contact me. And um, if anybody wants to get started, uh, I have a, a quiz at morganaray.com. Just to, it's my money love quiz. Yeah. Easy, not painful. And it just, based on where you are in the journey, I'll just make yeah. a recommendation of, oh, try this. Okay, great. Well, it's been um, a pleasure to speak to you today. Uh, I have really enjoyed it. I know you've got retreats planned as well uh, coming up. Um, And I'd like to wish you 
uh, the very best in everything you do and carry on with the good work. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk, or my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.